Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Good morning, church. Yeah, so just Henny uh, and Rochelle, they are in uh, Bloemfontein this weekend, just resting a bit, uh, spending some time with family. So, yeah, they send their regards. Um, yeah, so I think before, before I jump in, I, I'm actually quite excited about this morning just because, like, the Lord has really been stirring this word in my heart for a while, and uh, I really feel that it's going to be, it's going to be a, really such a word in season right now. So I'm just going to pray for us, and then I'll just jump into it. Oh, Father, thank you for this time I have here. Thank you, Father, that I can bring the word this morning. Thank you, Father, for your peace, Lord, that, that's really just like stirring this place, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that we can become still and know that you are God. And Lord, I honor you for your presence, Lord. I honor you for the privilege, Lord God, of meeting in this place, Father God. Lord, so many people don't have that privilege. Oh, Father, thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, for those who are new, <laughs> my name is Devalt. I'm the youth leader here. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and this morning, I I want to share, actually, I want to share with you guys around Luke nine twenty three, um, especially. But we're just gonna jump a few verses up and a few verses down. Uh, if I can get that scripture, please, Jono. Think someone, there we go. All right. So I'm just going to read for us. And it says, And Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed on the third day and be raised to life. And then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. And in this, in this situation, we see how, how Jesus is the first time just describing, guys, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to die, but don't worry, I'm going to be raised on the third day. And then he continues and he says, but if you want to be my disciples, you're going to have to do the same. And the disciples are freaking out in this moment because they're like, no, Lord, you are the political leader. You are the one that's going to free us from the Romans. You are the one that's going to do all these things. You, how can you die? And so in this, Jesus says, but if you want to be my disciple." You have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And we see the seriousness of what Jesus is saying here, because denying ourselves and picking up our cross is basically the same thing. So he's actually just repeating and saying, you are going to lay your lives down. And I, I want to I wanna just jump. I want to work, do a quick overview of the book of Jonah. It's four chapters, but 
the, the whole concept of denying yourself, picking up your cross and following Jesus comes through so beautifully in this book. Um, so I just want to start uh, with Jonah 1 and just want to read to you the first few verses. And it says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. And he says, go to the great city of Nineveh, preach against it, because its wickedness has come before me. But Jonah ran away, and the Lord headed, sorry, and Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, went to, where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard, sailed to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And so firstly, what we see here is that God gave Jonah a commandment. He said, Jonah, I want you to go. Go to this city, and I want you to preach this message, and it's going to look like this. And the first thing Jonah does is, Lord, I'm just going to um, not follow you. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go my own way here right now. I'm just going to go where I think is the best, right? And Jonah is in this place of arrogance. He's in this place of pridefulness. He's in this place of, I'm going to control what Nineveh has to receive, right? And I, I want to I create that background for you. So he gets on the ship, and while he's on the ship, there comes a big storm, and the Lord is, like, pushing up the waves, and he's pushing up the wind, and the sailors are getting super, like, nervous about, are we going to die tonight? Are we going to do this? Uh, should I write my little letter and say, Lord, uh, give it to my family, you know? And they're getting all wind up about this. And then Jonah comes into the story again, and he's fast asleep in the, in the hull of the ship. And the, the captain comes and he wakes him up. And through, all, through this whole process, so Jonah gets tossed into the sea, gets swallowed by a big fish. Okay, We still don't know what fish it was. Okay, there's many, many options, but uh, I'll just go for a whale. I think it's, it's a safe option, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was a shock. We don't know. But in any case, so he gets swallowed by the fish. And in this fish, we see how Jonah realizes what he needs to do, right? And I just want to quickly read for you Jonah 2, verse 8 and 9. It says, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will, I will make good. And I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And Jonah in this place realizes, firstly, I'm clinging to an idol that is myself, and I want to control the situation. And then secondly, he realizes that by doing this, I'm turning away from God. I'm turning away from what God wants to do. And then he starts to see, okay, if I want to be God's disciple, I have to deny myself. And he says, but I will shout of praise, will sacrifice to you. And Jonah comes to the realization that if I want to be a disciple of God, if I want to be the prophet that God has called me to be, then I have to lay myself down. 
And just to give you context, Jonah knew that in this whole process, in this whole situation, that he was going to most probably either be killed or be stoned or, any, or something in that line. Because the place that he was going to was filled with the Assyrians. And they were quite a vicious nation. And so he realizes that if I'm going to lay myself down, I'm going to have to do it to the point of death. And he says, but with shouts of grateful praise, I will sacrifice to you. And so he comes to this realization. And then he goes on and he says, I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the reality for us is, is that we have to understand that, firstly, laying ourselves down is not easy. It's not. Sometimes we don't want to do things. We don't want to go places. We don't want to talk to people. And in that moment, we have to say, Lord, it's not about me. And then, of course, there's desires that like, want to rule our lives. Lord, I want to be the greatest musician. Father, I want to be partner at this place or that place. Lord, I am overcome with the desire to meet my husband or my wife. And Jonah sums it up. He says, Lord, if we, can't, if we cling to these idols then we're turning away from you. Because God has to be our first, our first love, right? Okay? And God has to be the one that, like, creates our desires. He has to be the one that drives our desires. And if something is overtaking us, then we are actually just saying, well, Lord, I'm going to just follow this for a while, and then I'll come back and, and we'll see what happens. And God is saying, but I want you, if you want to be my disciple, you have to be able to deny yourself. Just say to the person next to you, it's not about me. Okay? We need to constantly remind ourselves about this. Guys, the walk of Christianity is not something that's going to be easy. It's not something that's going to be like always joyful in, our, in ourselves because God calls us to actually say, I am going to remove all of myself and clothe myself with Jesus. Do we want to clothe ourselves with Jesus today? Are you guys willing to sacrifice to be more filled with Jesus? Because that's what the question is. Interesting thing that, about this whole thing is that in the, in the times when, when people were still crucified in Jesus' times, when he said to the people, you have to pick up your cross, the people didn't wonder what it meant. They weren't like, um, Lord, uh, no, that's not going to be difficult. Now I've got this. Uh, this is going to be an easy process. Because why? They see on a regular basis, how the Romans come past with these people carrying their crosses and how they look. They see the pain they have to go through. They see the, the total humiliation that those people have to go through when they have their cross on their back and they're walking through the streets. 
And then we are like, no, but that's only for people who kill, steal, destroy, uh, murder people, rape everyone. It's only for those people. They must, they must bear that punishment. And we justify ourselves very quickly and we say, no, but is it really for me? And the Lord comes in and he says that we have to bear our crosses daily. It's not, it's not a thing of you have to bear your cross once, okay, and then you take a break for like five months, and then you bear your cross again, and then we take another break for a year, you know. I sent a meme to one of my friends this week. I, I, I told him, I need a vacation. You know, I may come back, may not. You know, we'll sit aside. But isn't that how it is for Christianity? We come into Christianity with the idea of, oh, it's just going to be good. No one's going to challenge me. Uh, I can just do what I want. It's really fine. And then we get into community. And then I'm like, Lord, uh, less community, please. Less. Uh, I've got good friends around me, but when I mess up, like people are like, Devil, you need, to, you need to get this right. Or I can see this is happening in your life. You need to surrender this. And then sometimes I just tell them, uh, can we do it next week? Because this denying myself thing is not working. And it sucks. But the Lord is so serious about this. He, he says in that scripture, if I can just get that scripture again, please, Daniel. He says... Um, yeah, he says, whoever wants to be my disciple, and he goes on and says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. And by us refusing to pick up our crosses, we are saying, Lord, I'm taking my life in my own lands. I am going to take responsibility for what happens to me. And we're turning away from what God is doing. And the cross represents so many things. Firstly, it represents the attitude we approach God with. The attitude we approach people with. If we are bearing our crosses, if we are saying, Lord, I will take this cross upon myself. I will deny myself. I will... Be the least. I will be the one that if everyone has gotten food and there's nothing left, I will drink water. I will place people above myself. And when people hurt me, I will approach them first in order to make peace. Even if they don't say sorry. It's tough. It's tough for us to say, Lord, sure, I'll do this. And the, and the big thing is that when we get saved, most people don't tell us this. When we get saved, people are like, welcome to the family. They're like, you're covered now. You know, let's do this. And then you're like, two weeks in, you're like, Lord, uh, what, what family did I join here? <laughs> Can we just get back to the gospel? Because what if I read the gospel... I see God calling us towards Him. And the road is not always smooth. 
Sometimes it's like you have to crawl through mud. You have to like, with no strength, try and encourage someone else. You have to try and bring your heart to a place where you can say, Lord, I have nothing left. But in my weakness, you are strong. And we have to get to that place. It's almost like people expect us to get to that place just immediately. And there's no grace and there's no, there's no helping each other along. It's like I'm running my own race. And uh, if you fall, pick up yourself quickly. I'm not picking you up. But that's not what God communicates, right? We see with Jonah, we, just to come back to him, we see that Jonah, when he has now finally denied himself, he's picked up his cross, and he actually now goes ahead and says, Lord, I will go to Nineveh. I will go preach the gospel there. I will say what you tell me to say. What do we see happen? We see a whole city falling on their knees before the Lord. We see a whole city repenting and saying, Father, we need you. We will walk away from our evil ways. We will not do what we've been doing because we know that you are our God. And in a sense, us refusing to deny ourselves, pick up our crosses, we are denying other people the gospel. In a sense, us saying, I'm going to go into a boardroom and I'm going to reflect Jesus. Or saying, Lord, I'm actually just tired today. I didn't sleep uh, eight hours. I only slept six. So um, I'm not going to reflect Jesus today. I'm just going to keep my, do my work and do what I need to do. Whilst doing that, we are denying people from meeting God. So I, I really just felt that we need to come to a place this morning where we can see that following Jesus is not an easy thing. But man, is it worth it. Amen? It's so worth it. We go through so many challenges. And we go through so many things. And I, I think just a testimony from my life, like I've, I've seen so many like uphills and things we have to sort out. And God saying, devil, you're praying this in fear. Or you're praying that in just like rejection of yourself and you're doing this and then I have to sit in front of God's feet. And then I can see that by me doing that, my youth facilitators, they're actually growing with me. I can see that the youth is becoming stronger because what happens at the top flows to the bottom. And as we're sitting here, we are all leaders. We are all responsible for someone or something in our lives. And the only way for us to see those things actually prosper is becoming a disciple of Jesus. It's not like Jesus is saying, you do it and, and I, will, I will maybe just... Uh, I'll maybe just step aside and see how you do it, and then I'll do it. The reality is Jesus already did it for us. All right? 
Jesus already did it for us. If we can just go to Luke 22, um, please, Dan. Okay, and it says following, an angel from heaven appeared. No, previous slide. There we go. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching this place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. You can go to the next one. And an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And just to give you context, this is happening just before Jesus is arrested, before Jesus is taken to custody, and before he's crucified. And Jesus had to come to a place where he says, Lord, I have to deny myself now. I have to come to a place where, Lord, I don't want to do this. Father, please remove this cup from me. But not my will be done, but yours. And Jesus denied himself. Because Jesus understands that we have to lead by example. Jesus understands that he showed us how to imitate the Father so that we can imitate him. And Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father is doing. He doesn't say it out of a place of, um, he doesn't say it out of a place of trying to impress everyone. He's saying it to teach us that we can say, Father, what are you doing? I want to imitate you because it's not about me. It's not about what I want. If it was about what I wanted, I will not be in ministry. I will not be here today. Because what I wanted, I wanted to go and be a game ranger somewhere in a safari somewhere. I mean, best job in the world, right? Stand on your little, little bucky and you tell a tourist, hey, look, there's a lion. You know? <laughs> Easy. But when I said, Lord, I want to study game ranger and God said, I know I want you to study theology. I didn't die myself. I had to say, Lord, thank you that it's not about me. And we can see this in Jonah as well, where Jonah says, but I will give a sh- I will shout with a grateful praise. Jonah was just swallowed by a fish, guys. He's inside the belly of a fish, and he says, Lord, I will shout with a grateful praise to you. Thank you for swallowing me in the fish. Thank you that I can go through this so that I can see how selfish I am. Thank you for putting me through all of the storms and all of that. Because at the end of the day, that fish was a lifeboat for Jonah. That was God's grace. So that he can deny himself and follow God's instructions. Can we stand here or sit here today and say we are willing to do the same? Because God is calling us to follow him to the point of death. 
for those who keep their lives will lose it. But those who lose their lives for my sake will be saved. Can we sit here this morning? And I can be honest. I'll be the first one to say, Lord, I don't know how that looks. And it terrifies me out of my socks. But Father, I want to be, I want to be obedient to what you're saying. I want to be obedient to your word and to your will. And while we were seeing Yeshua this morning, it just dawned on me again that we're proclaiming the name of God. But are we willing to walk for God? I just want to quickly turn here to, I don't think I have the slide on top there. But uh, I, want you, I want to show you the seriousness God has around this. Uh, just in Luke 14, if you guys want to follow with me today. Just looking for it quickly. It says here in Luke 2, 14 and 25, it says, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to him, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate their father and their mother, wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, even their own lives, such person cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me, cannot be my disciple. And the Lord is not encouraging us to hate the people around us. He's trying to tell us that we have to follow Him to such an extent that even if someone says, in our family or someone we love says, maybe this is not for you and you've heard from God, we have to cast them aside and say, I've heard from God, I will do this. And God is not encouraging us to now all of a sudden start like, just not listening to other people. But God is trying to communicate a seriousness about being a disciple. Being a Christian, being a true disciple of Jesus Christ, having a living relationship with Jesus takes sacrifice. It costs us something. Are we willing to carry that cost? If God calls us to Iran tomorrow, are we willing to say yes, Lord, and sell everything we have and go to Iran and go preach the gospel there? We have to start becoming serious in our relationship with God. We cannot fluff around anymore. We can't be uh, in a space where we feel like, I, I still have time. If the Lord calls us, to go talk to someone, we have to go talk to them. If you're introvert or not, I'm talking to myself here, right? <laughs> Introverts don't approach people, right? We take, we take extroverts with, start a conversation, and then they leave, right? <laughs> Guys, we have to become serious with God. We have to become serious towards the calling God has in our lives. And I, I really, I really want us to make, want us to make this practical. 
Um, if you can just quickly, Dan, just go with me to Proverbs there, please. I think I have it on there. No? Okay. Um, Proverbs 16. Uh, yeah. 16 verse 7. And it says the following, it says, When the Lord takes pleasure anyone, in anyone's way, He causes the enemies to make peace with them. Better a little with righteousness than much gain of injustice. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. We can see that in Jonah. He was very hard trying to establish his own way, but the Lord said, No, bro. Come back. I've got a bigger plan. And we can sit here this morning and we can say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to deny myself. I'm willing to pick up my cross. But I want us to consider the cost of the words that we are speaking. Consider the cost. Because it's tough when you get called out 11 o'clock at night because one of your friends is going through turmoil and there's so much happening in their lives and you have to drive half an hour to an hour to get to them. It's tough to say, okay, uh, can't we just pray over the phone when we know God is saying, I need you to go. I need you to meet with this person. It's tough. When people don't realize what they're saying and they insult you to your core and you have to stand there and be like, Lord, I forgive these people. It's tough. But we have to make those choices. And we have to understand what we are saying. We have to understand what we are singing. So if we want to call ourselves Christians, This is what it means. It means to become humble before the Lord. It means to lay ourselves down, die to self, in order to glorify God. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.com.